everyone, and welcome back to the Freedom Announcer podcast. My name's Louie, and today I have my friend Wes here. Welcome, Wes. Hi, Louie. Thanks for having me. And uh, so, Wes, today our, well, actually on the podcast, what I like to do is ask questions about faith, the Bible, some things that I feel go unaddressed, uh, I think about, and I'm sure others think about, but we don't ask the question. And so I ask questions, and sometimes it gets me in trouble. But uh, diving deeper into the questions and the thoughts and the doubts, I feel that's where we find freedom. And so today's question actually came from uh, a meeting that me and Wes were in together. Wes prayed at the end of this meeting, and he said something about heir and co-heir with Christ. And that made me stop right in the middle of his prayer and go, huh, what is that? What is an heir? What is a co-heir? So initially, when I, when you say, Wes, I am an heir and co-heir with Christ, what do you mean by that? Yeah, that one's, uh, that one's interesting. Um, I, well, I would, it means that we are God's children, ultimately. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I got that from, from straight from the scriptures and specifically, um, Titus three, three through eight. Um, that's one that we focus on every week at the most excellent way recovery program. Mm. And to really dwell on a verse like that, you pick out every little bit mm. and, um, I'll read that verse for you. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior towards man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, uh, oh, towards man appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, whom he poured on onto us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Hmm. And that's what um, stuck with me. And I, I've read the Bible since hearing that for the first time and considered what it means to be an heir. And it's actually, it's, it's in the scriptures a lot. It talks about um, the kingdom of God. Um, we're sons of God mm-hmm. and um, our inheritance um, that's in Old Testament and New Testament it's a uh, it's throughout and you can see it and and I think it boils down to God's promise for us yeah and you know an an heir on the possessional side is this is something you are given not from anything that you've done, but it's simply because of your relationship. You, this person dies and leaves your, leaves the inheritance to you. You are an heir to this belonging, uh, sum of money or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I, I looked up uh, a definition of heir and it said, um, the, the right to a possession because of the death of someone. And I thought, wow, how much does that apply to who we are as heirs? 
Like we are given the rights to this inheritance through Jesus because of his death. That was that was eye-opening. I'm looking through different commentary and reading that, and I was just awestruck at, I get everything because Jesus died for me. And the verse that stuck out to me in, in uh, Romans 8, 17, it says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. And I understand heir, right? Mm-hmm. So I, what I get is from, is not anything that I've done, but based on what Jesus has done for me. Where it really stood out to me that made me sit back in my chair was I'm not only an heir, but I'm, I'm a co-heir with Christ. I'm a maybe joint heir. So what does that mean as you've been looking at scriptures, thinking about this question, this topic? What's the difference between heir, co-heir, joint heir? What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll... I'll go ahead and um, caveat this with I don't know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> okay. it's it is a complicated um, thing, and I'm sure there's a, a deeper you know Hebrew etymology about it. But I know that in that verse in Romans, you know he's he's talking to a church that's been persecuted, mm. and so you know they're suffering on on account of of Christ. Yeah. But I do think it's important to also say that we're not. We don't we don't suffer because of our the the results of our sin because of what Jesus has saved us from. So we are co heirs with Christ. Um, we share in His sufferings and that He He suffered for us, and um, so because of His grace, we're we're co heirs. We've received what you know because He's um, He's brought us salvation, and so that was His His inheritance or His His uh, result of of his death was because he lived perfectly was uh, everlasting life and so we're also receiving that mm. so i could see co-heir maybe in you know we're receiving what, what jesus has received yeah because he's because he's justified us because of his grace and when i heard i've heard that that be said before i'm an heir and co-heir with Christ, and I never really thought twice about it until you prayed that, uh, and I went co-heir. That sounds, if I say that, that sounds really prideful. Uh, it's scriptural, but that sounds really prideful that I receive the same inheritance that Jesus has, and through looking through this more reading through different scriptures and and different things um i've come to the conclusion it's not if it's not prideful but it is taking my rightful place um in what i've inherited because of jesus it would be prideful to say that it's because what i've done right that i've earned this that it it belongs to me for something I've done, but it's not anything that I've done. I haven't earned it. He's freely given it. And through different 
looking things up, uh, one of the verses that popped up was, so what is Jesus's inheritance? What is what was made for him? And in Colossians 1.16, it says, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Everything has been created for him. And so to be co-heirs with Christ means I am entitled to everything. Does that sound right? I would say so. I mean, that's that's the scriptures right there. And to know, and forget what verse it was that I read recently, but these things, the our inheritance is stored for us in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's not something here that I can hold on to tangible, like I'm not putting, you know, 250000 in my bank account as my inheritance, but it's rather an eternal inheritance that is stored for me in heaven. Um, and I, I get it because of what Jesus did. So any, what are any other thoughts? We're talking about heirs and co-heirs. Um, any thoughts that come out uh, from your thinking? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's like when you see the word therefore in the scripture. What is it therefore? Yeah. So we're, we're heirs and now what? So I think about what is my role hmm. as a child of the kingdom? Yeah. I'm a son of, of, of some, I'm a son of God. That means something special. Hmm. Um, and we see that throughout scripture too. Cause like you can go to your concordance and, and look up heirs and then you can look up inheritance and you'll find dozens of scriptures with yeah. those words in there. And then there's, we were to be made sons of God. And Jesus even says that in the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the sons of God. Mm. And I think that's just a high calling. And so, mm. you know, we're called to, um, to, to be, to be good stewards um, he gives us, uh, like the parable of the talents, you know, he gives us, um, I don't want to say jobs, but like, uh, opportunities. He gives us opportunities to yeah. serve. He gives us, um, ways that we can further his kingdom. And so that means we should take that on. Mm. Um, I had a mentor one time tell me, um, you know, I'll just use the name Jones for an example. He's like, you know, here in the Jones family, we try to be as generous as possible. Here in the Jones family, we uh, are always serving. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we don't hurt people, and so to me that was eye-opening because I'm like, okay, well, what does a a showmas do, right? Because I'm I'm Wesley Shomas, so you know, what what does what is a showmas about? And then what is a son of God about? Mm. I think a son of God is, you know, from the Beatitudes, is a peacemaker. And so as mm. you read the scriptures. And we can we could just you know pick a page and start reading it, and we'll see where where it says you know this is what we're we're called to be. Mm. Um, and as I was uh, reading the scriptures recently, I I, I found First Peter two nine to be pretty interesting um, in this context. It says, "But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's spe- special possession." that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, 
but now you have received mercy. Mm. You know, that's, that's a, that's a high calling. And that is, um, something to look, to be looked at as an honor. Yeah. And how many times have we heard of people getting an inheritance, they're an heir and they squander their wealth? Um, thinking specifically about the, the prodigal son, he asked for his, his inheritance before the dad even died. And then he took it and he did what he wanted with it. And, um, he went out to another country and he spent it on, um, uh, having parties and he bought friends basically. And then he lost it all and had to go back to his father. His father freely accepted him. But if I am an heir and co-heir with Christ, if I am, my inheritance is in heaven and it is, um, I'm getting what Jesus paid for, not because of what I earned, but because of him giving it to me, it's my inheritance. How am I going to, quote, spend that here on earth? And the cool thing is, is like that inheritance is not specific to just me. You have that inheritance too as a follower of Jesus. And mm -hmm. listeners that know Jesus have that inheritance as well. And we're told to go and share it. Share what Jesus has done in your life. And and invite them into knowing Jesus uh, through that relationship. But it's not, it's not an inheritance that I can just push on people. I can share it. I can uh, tell them about it. But whether they choose to receive that or not, or what the Holy Spirit does in that process, that's up, that's up to God. I don't know mm -hmm. that part. But it's, it's a weird thing to know that my inheritance is in heaven, I'm called to share and tell others about it, but not to squander it. I would think squandering meaning like thinking this life is all about me, um, being prideful in it, saying I am an heir and co-heir with Christ and I don't tell anyone about it. I don't, um, I don't share it. Uh, what would that look like? If being a co, a, being an heir and co-heir with Christ, to share it, to tell others about that, what would that look like in in an example or a thought that you might have? Hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the the first thing I pictured when you said that was um, like royalty and royalty mm. uh, i kind of think about an heir like an heir to a throne yeah and i thought of uh like prince harry and like he's got a netflix special so maybe <laughs> i should have a show on netflix and <laughs> i should tell people about jesus through that yeah or a podcast how about that that's yeah. a great idea yeah um i think that it's something that it's it one should be obvious through through our actions mm. as we interact with people at the grocery store mm -hmm. or um a chance when we get to really talk to somebody, get to know them. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of having um, my circle of influence be predominantly or maybe even exclusively other Christians. Mm. So sharing the gospel directly means I have to go out mm. and make that more of an intentional thing. And so that that's a commission, right? We know that that's the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Um and then there's also um, spurring on one another. You know, we have opportunities. Mm. Um, if we are surrounded by other Christians and other believers, 
to um, remind them of their inheritance, right? Uh, remind yeah. them of their um, position, maybe not even just inheritance, but their position as a son of God or a daughter of God. Yeah. And and we're part of this kingdom. We're building this kingdom. And let's not focus on, I mean, I get, I, I have the problem of focusing on the American dream too much. Mm-hmm. You know, my career, my retirement, my paying off my mortgage, like that's a really easy thing to focus on. Yeah. But if I get to the end of my life and I say, cool, I have a 401k, yeah. but I've, I've, I've essentially buried my talent in the sand and the uh, analogy that Jesus gives in the, the parable of the talents where he gives uh, five talents to, to one servant, 10 talents to a, another servant and one to another, mm-hmm. and the one buries it in the sand. The other two double their um, what they were entrusted with. And so when we're entrusted with um, you know, what we have in the Scripture, because what we have in the Scripture is, is, is life. Like there's nothing, there's nothing in the world. I can't, I can't go outside and be encouraged by, you know, maybe there's some self-help books out there. Sure. Or I can listen to Tony Robbins yeah. and be encouraged. But that is so... Um, to, it's so short. Yeah. But there's nothing that's eternal like the Word of God is. And so capitalizing on that kind of thing is is an encouragement I have for, for other Christians who um, are learning what it's like to be a son or daughter in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I think you touched on something really good. It, it, might, act, it might even be another podcast. I don't know. But of the realm of influence... Or, or the, the group of people that predominantly surround you, and I, I'll say this too, are primarily Christians. And so there's this old, I don't know, maybe it's still current, but saying we need to be in the world but not of it. And I don't think that's true, meaning that I don't think I am in the world. And I'm not of the world, but I'm not in the world, meaning like I am not in my community. Hmm. I am not invested into the parks and rec department in my town, being on a committee, knowing people, uh, sharing Jesus with my neighbors, um, invested into the needs of my community. And most of my time, and maybe many of you as listeners, as Jesus followers, um, most of my time, you can resonate with this, is spent with other believers. And so how can I be in the world sharing Jesus, telling others about this inheritance when most of my time is spent with other believers? And yeah, encouraging them, like you said, spurring them on, mm-hmm. um, encouraging them with uh, diving more into the word and, and remembering the inheritance that we do have. But part of our commission, the Great Commission, is to go. And I don't think we do that enough as, as believers. So maybe that, that other podcast is, mm-hmm. what would it look like if we were actually in the world, invested into the community and, and a part of teams and committees and sports within the th- the thing instead of creating our own Christian bubble, and there are many Christian bubbles, from school to church to 
college to everything. Mm -hmm. I do think that there is, you know, there's there's two sides to that coin, right? Because, you know, as iron sharpens sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. It's important to be in community. Mm -hmm. Do not forsake the gathering together. Right. And so there's a lot of um, benefit to that, but you can't be only one side of the coin. Yeah. Thinking, I always like to think, how did Jesus do it? And he spent a lot of time with people that the word would classify as sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, those that were not following the law. And he, he spent less time with those that were self-righteous that were following the law. But then he gathered a group of disciples who were a bunch of knuckleheads that uh, were had everyday jobs and they failed at synagogue and so maybe they became a fisherman or uh, then they became a tax collector to make money and then Jesus called them out of that. Um, I think that, yeah, the two sides of that coin are, are crucial. We can't just play one side because if I'm constantly uh, around worldly people and things, I, I could be corrupted in that. And if I'm constantly and only around people that know, love, and follow Jesus, I'm not being light to a very dark world. But in this in this topic of being an heir and co-heir, what would you encourage these listeners, all 25 of them, with uh, a thought or or something to take the next step? Uh, it's one thing to ask the question, answer it, and then it's another thing to like continue on, spur on to more, dive deeper into the Word. What would you encourage these listeners, whoever's listening to this podcast, in now that uh, I am kind of in this conversation of I am an heir and co-heir with Christ, you would encourage them to what? Yeah, I would say number one. Understand your identity if you mm. have chosen to have Jesus as your as your Savior, right? And and you have accepted that that grace. So understand your identity as as a son or daughter of God, because mm. you know we've we've we call him a heavenly Father. We we sing songs like "Good Good Father," yeah. and so to take that posture when even when you're praying, I think is is a um, a beautiful thing to say, you know, Father, I, you know, I, I love what you've provided for me. Your blessings are great. Mm-hmm. I love the work that you're doing in my life. Um, and he's approachable like that. And I believe that that's why Jesus came and, you know, had meals with people because he's approachable. And then at the same time, this is just me. I'm just speaking out loud because or thinking out loud because I also want to have reverence for mm. the king that sits on a throne that can, you know, send fire to an entire city, mm. right? Like we see that in the in the Old Testament. So he's he's both righteous and just, mm-hmm. but then radically, radically loves us. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So number one, understand your identity as an heir, uh, as a son or daughter, and then two, as you're reading in the scriptures understand that when you're reading those those descriptions of the kingdom of heaven and 
Um, and anytime there's a responsibility uh, added to that, it, it's for you. Like you're, mm-hmm. you are called to be peacemakers. You know, mm-hmm. to read, go through the the beatitudes. It's a beautiful thing to say. I can apply all these to my life, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But that's what the kingdom of God is like, and the kingdom of God is what He always intended for us. Yeah. So, know that you are a son of God, a daughter of God, and that that when the Bible calls you to action, he's calling you to action. Mm. And to know that it is my inheritance, uh, as Hebrew says, to then approach the throne of grace with confidence. That is so fun because I don't, I don't remember who said it, but like who other, who, who would approach a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of cold water but their own child? And they just walk right into the chambers and ask for it. And I think that's something that we uh, pass on a lot, that we forget who our God is. We forget who our Father is, and we ask for maybe the ginormous things, or we ask for the really simple things, but we don't understand the whole gamut of what is His and what through inheritance is ours to know that we can approach him at 3 a.m. for a glass of cold water just as a child would do for his father, the king. So this was fun, Wes, to, yeah, was. to dive into it. Um, to go from like a, a, a head tilt when, when you said those things. I've heard co-heir and co-heir my entire life. But to think about it. So, listeners, I would encourage you that maybe as you're reading the Word, um, you're, you're hearing this in a message on Sunday, and, and a word, a verse, a passage sticks out. This whole podcast is about asking questions and, and not holding back. So I would encourage you to ask questions about what you heard. Uh, speak with a trusted friend that knows the word maybe someone that is discipling you maybe it's a pastor at your church a small group leader whatever that looks like Um, but continue to ask questions about things that you want to know more about things that you don't understand um, things that maybe you don't um, some maybe you don't think they're true ask questions because i think that in the pursuit of answers asking these questions that's where we can find freedom in christ and we are given freedom through jesus that's our inheritance and our inheritance is kept in heaven for us um sometimes these questions go all over the place and the conversation does too but uh, maybe you're if you've listened this long i think this is we're in the mid 30s for the episode episode count but if you listen this long you know how i talk and ask questions. Um, but so for this question and, and all the future ones, I'm uh, Louie. This is Wes. And this is the Freedom Announcer podcast. Till the next one.